Welcome back to Black Girl Meets Pop Culture. I'm your host, Zoe, and today we will be discussing Avatar The Last Airbender, Season 1, Episode 7, titled Winter Solstice Part 1, The Spirit World. Before we get into the discussion of today, I'd like to remind you to follow this podcast on Spotify and or Apple Podcasts. And when you do so, don't forget to hit the notification bell so you get notifications every time I post. Secondly, I highly suggest you follow me on Instagram at blackgirl underscore meets underscore pop culture for further information about this podcast. And finally, you can financially support this podcast starting at just 99 cents. The link will be down in the description below. As per usual, whenever we're talking about a show, I like to start off with the synopsis. So let's start with the Let's start off with the synopsis of this episode. Aang takes on the task of defending a town from an interdimensional monster, but his untested skills and uncertainty could prove the town's undoing. You know, typically, with with talking about Avatar The Last Airbender in particular, you know, with Superman and Lois, I have a lot more critiques. But with Avatar The Last Airbender, I rarely have any downs like there's like some episodes aren't always my favorite but i rarely touch on the negatives because i can't necessarily find you know i can't necessarily put my finger on a negative but for this episode i think i could you know i think not more of a negative but well it could be a negative it's an inconsistency and i also think i could tweak it a bit there could have been a tweak to it uh but we'll get into that so basically this episode ang and ang and the gang show up at this village which presumably is a earth it's like in the earth uh, or yeah earth kingdom somewhere by the earth kingdom and uh they're dealing with this interdimensional monster named hey who's actually a spirit from the spirit world uh, and he's been taking people <laughs> snatching them up and it was kind of funny and this flows into the critique but it was kind of funny when uh what's his name Sokka when Sokka got kidnapped he my man swooped in like Superman it was real quick I looked away for one second to write down some notes and then he was gone (laughs) but that's where my negative comes in for this episode like this the one negative I really have and I I didn't rate this episode like a a four out of five or a four point five not in it it's just because this wasn't in comparison to the other episodes this was not my favorite i don't think this was the best written episode i don't think this was the best animated episode Uh, that's also a negative i forgot about that that's also a negative i have this episode in particular like at least towards the beginning and i feel like it gets better and better throughout the episode but like towards the beginning the animation is not on it's not 
consistent. It's, it's just not good. And it's, it's not like it's really bad. It's just not good compared to the first two episodes of this show. Even the prior episode, of the episode Imprisoned, which I thoroughly enjoyed that episode, surprisingly. Um, it's not on that level. And it's kind of distracting, you know. It gets better towards the end. But once again, it's distracting when you're like this animation kind of trash and then you get towards the end and it progressively, gradually gets better. Uh, it, 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 it took me out a little bit. But my main criticism comes when um, Heibai takes Sokka and, you know, in the prior episode, and it's not that Sokka doesn't make immature and unrational decisions. It's not that he it's not that he doesn't do that because he does but we've seen him progress you know we've seen him for example and uh i believe it yes it's the second episode when zuko shows up with the fire nation or his band of fire nation buddies and sokka attacks zuko head on you see you know sokka's being brash he's not thinking this that, and the third but as time goes on especially in this last episode in imprisoned where we see <clears throat> that katara it's katara and ang and i mentioned this katara and ang are the ones that come up with the brash and irrational choices they're the ones that dive in head first and Sokka is typically the one that allows them to think right he's like let's think this through let's not just rush into it and next episode is the waterbending scroll and i feel like I haven't seen that episode in a long time, but from my memory, Sokka is like, let's think this through. I don't think this is very intelligent. So for him in this episode to tell Katara, <laughs> for him to tell Katara, like, bro, we got, or I'm jumping in, you know, not we should jump in and help him, but I'm jumping in, you know, that felt kind of backwards to me. And there's not, I'm not saying characters don't regress but it didn't seem to be in alignment with what he did last episode where he was very vocal in saying let's think this through coming up with a plan and everything he didn't come up with a plan you know and that's probably another criticism criticism as well they didn't come up with a plan it was just like okay go talk to the spirit and yes they don't know what the spirit is they didn't really know it's a it's a spirit you know um they're not entirely sure what's going on, but even when they're not entirely sure what's going on, we've seen this already where Sokka typically comes up with a plan just in case. And that's my main criticism this episode. It's just it feels like Sokka in particular doesn't act in character. And I think what I would have done to correct this, because, you know, you know me, I'm a, I'm a problem solver. All right. When I make a critique of something, I typically like to add how could that be improved rather than just being on a hate train. But I think what and I understand why they had Sokka get kidnapped. But I think I wouldn't have Sokka get kidnapped. I think I would have had Aang, Aang solely be the one that got kidnapped. Um, Because I, I feel like they had Sokka get kidnapped because when Aang goes in the spirit world, we see Katara's reaction and everything. But I think I would have liked to see <clears throat> like how Sokka and Katara now cope without Aang because this is the first time I would say that we've seen them since meeting Aang save for when Aang left by themselves you know so um left in the first the beginning of uh, I want to say in the, like in the second episode where he decided to leave or yeah, yeah it was towards the 
it was in the second episode where he decided to leave. So we, we've never seen how, not since then, especially with the bond that they've developed in these pa- in these several episodes, uh, we've never seen how they would react to losing Aang, you know? So I think that would have been a lot better instead of having Sokka get kidnapped. It just it just felt really out of character. But all right, let's let's talk about this episode more in depth. There's a lot of things that got revealed in this episode and it's odd because I'm like, "What? Wait, what?" You know? I was like, "Wait, wait, wait, wait. This this is when they talk about it. Like, for example, they mentioned that Uncle Iroh not only, I mean, yeah, they already mentioned that he was the Fire Lord's yeah, the Fire Lord's brother, but more specifically, they mentioned that prior, but it's the way that they coupled it with He's the Fire Lord's brother and the Dragon of the West. And the city that he tried to capture with they, they name dropped is Ba Sing Se. Now, obviously, when you get to season two, you 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 have more un, unveiled about Ba Sing Se. And then even when you get to, I believe Zuko, yes, Zuko alone is in season two. When we see Iroh, spoiler alert, I won't get too much into it, but we see Iroh uh, write Zuko, Azula, and their mother, or the the letter for, well, basically he writes them a letter. He he writes uh, his niece and nephew uh, a letter about his journey. Um, So I was like, oh, shoot, they're talking about Ba Sing Se right here and that he was the dragon of the West. Also, talking about Iroh, Iroh can see spirits from the spirit world. I completely forgot about that. I'm watching it, and I'm like, what? Wait, he saw that? He saw... Uh, Avatar Roku's um dragon, his dragon. I was like, shoot, okay, I've completely forgot about it. <clears throat> but other things that were revealed, um, all avatars have an, an animal guide. So obviously, with Aang, Aang has Aang has Appa, but that's not anything new. You know, that's not anything like strictly to him being the avatar because there are scenes later on. I want to say. There are scenes later on where we see when Aang and Appa met. And there were other people, other monks, airbending monks, choosing their own bison. So this is nothing, like, it's not solely to, you know, having a sky bison is not something solely to the Avatar. Um, but it was nice to see that um, that, that, that connection. Because Aang and Appa have a different connection than any airbender would with their own sky bison is because uh Appa is Aang's animal guide um so I thought that was very interesting uh and we don't really see much of that in this show uh save for Roku now we see it more in um Legend of Korra with her uh her animal is uh I forgot what it is I, I believe her name is Naga or something but um you can tell I'm not a super fan of <laughs> Legend of Korra as I am Avatar. But, um, yeah, th- that's something new that was dropped as well. And I'm like, cool, interesting. Um, yeah, so th- that th- those are the main things that were introduced in this episode. And I didn't realize, like, I didn't realize the time frame that they were introduced, you know. Uh, especially with not having watched this show in, in its entirety, you know, just going episode by episode in years you know since i was barely double digits probably not even double digits but what did i like about this episode and it mainly comes down to 
the themes that they've already been playing up. And that is the theme between or the, the parallels, the connections, the dichotomy, if you will, between Aang and Zuko. See, Zuko, uh, both, but, but see, here's the thing. Both Aang and Zuko in this episode are trying to save a loved one. You see when uh, Sokka gets kidnapped by Heibai. I can't get over how fast that man was. He's zoop. He was gone. I'm telling you, I was looking at my notes for one second. And then I turn around and my man's Heibai swooped up Sokka. But yes, Aang is trying to save Sokka from Heibai. From rescuing him from Heibai. And Zuko was trying to rescue his uncle from the Earth King. From the Earth Kingdom. Um, By the way. It's crazy how Zuko and Iroh are our antagonists. But in this episode, and I want to say the third episode of this, I don't remember specifically which episode, I want to say it was the third one, where we are, we are rooting for our, the antagonists. You know, we really are. Because, you know, you see with, um, in the in the, I want to say it's the third episode. I could be wrong, but between Zhao and Zuko, you're rooting for Zuko, and this is elevated more clearly in this episode when we're rooting for Zuko to find the um to find his uncle. We're rooting for him to figure out the little hints that Iroh leaves. By the way, I just want to say that Iroh was clearly the Yoda allegory or the Yoda type, if you will. There's a lot of comparisons with the show of Star Wars, but you think about it, Yoda comes off in Empire Strikes Back as a a coop. He's crazy, you know? He's 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 incoherent, can't complete sentences. And that's what Iroh shows off as to these Earth these the members of the Earth Kingdom. He's just crazy, <laughs> you know? Um uh, but eventually as time goes on, he reveals his hand. Well, they don't even, he, to them, presumably, but, you know, he's leaving hints for, he's leaving hints for Zuko, or, you know, he's, he, uh, he, uh, how do you, I'm trying to find the words, but basically he boils the, um, his restraint, you know, we see more and more of his intelligence, and more and more of why he was called or recognized as the Dragon of the West. And I'm sorry, I'm going to get back to the Zuko comparison and all that stuff. But what killed me was when Iroh purposely fell down that, that little cliff to leave a hint for Zuko. Very much how he left his sandal to leave a hint. Um, but he fell down that, that cliff and then they cut to a scene with Aang and the gang. And then cut back to Iroh. And they're like about to crush his hands. They're like, these hands are too dangerous. <laughs> I died because first of all, um, he didn't beat you or he didn't, you know, boil the, the, the restraints with his hand. He did it with, um, he blew, he blew the fire from like, he blew steam from his nose, from his nostrils and then pushed the guy's hand on it. (laughs) You know, that's all he did with his hands. He didn't heat it up with his hands, but I digress. But yes, Zuko and Aang, uh, they, they're, they're. They're struggling with the same... They have the same goal in this episode. And yes, it's crazy to me, getting back on track, it's crazy to me how you really root for Zuko and Iroh in this episode. Uh, even though they are our antagonists. They're the ones, the only ones, honest. I mean, yes, we have Zhao, but we haven't seen Zhao in God knows how long. But they're kind of the only ones who are tracking the Avatar. And what I really loved 
And this is another parallel between the two, but specifically on Zuko's part, when he sees the sky, when he sees Appa, he sees Katara on Appa, but then he looks at the tracks where presumably that would be leading to Iroh. And I like how, because Zuko's whole thing is about his honor. My honor this, my honor that. You know, later on, they make fun, they make fun of their own show where they go to the play and he's like, honor! You know, that's, that's Zuko's MO right now, right? But even though it's his MO, even though it's his goal, and it has been his goal for his past three years, he makes that sacrifice to save his uncle, who his brother, who his uncle's brother, his father, would not waste any time on. He would not waste a second trying to save him. Um, so I just thought, I thought that was amazing, man. And then that, that literally foreshadows what happens later on, where Zuko is constantly faced with tough decisions and in this one he made the right choice in this in this episode he made the right choice but going down the line he does not make the right choice and in fact little spoiler but he goes back on this choice he doesn't save his uncle later on he doesn't choose his uncle and he regrets it he regrets it but we don't we don't see it in this episode, but it, it basically, it sows those seeds for what happens later on. But how does this compare to Aang? Well, Aang, he also has to make a sacrifice, maybe not as major to, uh, as compared to Zuko, but he sacrifices learning more about what Roku wants him to learn to save Sokka. Because Aang's whole thing in this episode, which, I mean, that, I, I guess that perfectly ties into the quote of the episode, comes from Aang, where he says, where... Katara is basically telling him, you know, we're going to find you a waterbending teacher to teach you basically how to be a waterbender because that's what you have to be in order to be the avatar. You have to master all four elements. But Aang said, but there's no one who can teach me how to be the avatar. And that's tough because, of course, uh, hints to Legend of Korra, a lot of... Or, yeah, practically all the characters, save for Aang, obviously, because that's how the avatar cycle works... Practically all the characters from this show are t mentoring Korra, but Aang, because he's he was strapped in ice for over a hundred years or a hundred years to be exact, um, he doesn't have that luxury. He doesn't have. Um, I mean, we find out later on that yes, he met a uh, Monkey Yatsa, or you know, he knew Monkey Yatsa God knows how long, but that was a lot different because. Monkey Yatso knew him before he he was even announced to be the Avatar, stuff like that. Um, and basically when Korra meets everybody, they know she's the Avatar. So, and she's loud and proud about it. But, yes, Aang says, you know, there's nobody who can teach me to be, be the Avatar. But when he has a chance to speak with Roku, even though he has to wait maybe a day to talk to him, he makes that sacrifice. He makes that sacrifice, okay, I want to talk to Roku, but I need to save my friends. And once again, very much like how Zuko, with his honor in, in, in saving Iroh over achieving, or yes, having having some form of honor in capturing the Avatar, Aang, this, this is something that is repeated later on, when Aang has to choose between uh, the Avatar being the Avatar of being the avatar that he needs to be and being a friend and saving his friends so i mean i'm a, as i talk about it more and more i'm like i kind of like this episode a lot more but 
it's more that I like the ideas that this episode presents rather than the episode itself. And finally, the, the last thing I want to talk about, I've been going on for almost 20 minutes right now, which is crazy. I didn't expect to be talking about this episode for this long, but um, there's just a lot that happened in this episode. But the last thing I want to talk about is Hei because Hei is an allegory for Aang. What do I mean by that? When Hei shows up, he's in this different form, clearly mimicking yin and yang with the black and white. Um, and once again, that's something that gets played up later on at the end of the season. Um, but yes, he, he comes in this different form because we find out later on that he's just a panda bear or he looks like a panda bear um, in his lesson, in his unenraged, in his normal state. How about that? And in, in his enraged state, enraged state, he looks like an interdimensional monster, as the cap or as the synopsis uh, implies. Excuse me. So, how does that relate to Aang? Well, Hei he's upset because his 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 home was destroyed. Correct, uh, and he he goes terrorizing these these this this village. Aang did the same thing in the third episode when he saw what happened to his home. He went into the Avatar state, something where he, he where he is unlike himself. He is not like himself when he's in the Avatar state. He is full of rage and anger and 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 and, and acts that on anybody and anything that gets in his way. And especially as time goes on, particularly at the end of the season, and when stuff happens to Appa later on in the second season, we see that we see Aang become very much like Hei and how we we are introduced to Hei and and just imagine going out on a road and maybe we'll talk about this if I remember if I recall watching these episodes is particularly in season two with the sand people imagine your first encounter with the avatar is how we are introduced to Hei in this episode scary monstrous right uh, just authoritative with with ruthless with with no regard no regard for human life um it's it, imagine that and i think that's what this episode was kind of showing as well um just you know the misunderstanding and miscommunication that these things provide in these situations but man yeah this episode um i enjoyed it uh I gave it a 3 out of 5 oppas. It's not my favorite. Uh, especially in comparison to last episode. Uh, it, last episode is just really good. Especially I, I, when I think of the episode 6 of this season. I think of the scene. Which I mentioned my favorite quote comes from Katara in that episode. Which I won't talk about that episode too much. You can listen to that episode. Highly suggest you do after you listen to this. But... You know, when you come off of an extremely well-written episode, and it's not that this episode wasn't well-written. It was just, it had a lot going against it in comparison to uh, uh, the last episode. But yeah, I would give this episode a 3 out of 5 oppas. The next episode will be continuing because this is a two-parter. So we'll be con- continuing. But hey, that's all I have for you guys today. If you enjoyed this episode, which I'm sure you did, please share this episode with someone you think will like it, even someone you think won't like it. Uh, And I will see you guys, or you'll hear my voice next week, talking about Avatar on Monday. But you can also stick around until Friday and listen to me talk about Superman and Lois Season 2. But that's all I have for you guys today. Until then, peace.